Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Before I preach the word, I'd like to encourage you with this scripture. Psalm chapter 27, verse 3. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will know no fear. Even if they attacked me, I remain confident. I like this scripture. I want to encourage all of you. You may face troubles in your life right now. You may feel that the devil attacks you. You may feel that the army, the enemy, try to come against you from all sides, all troubles around you, but you will not be cast down. You will not be wiped out because you can trust your God and your God will help you when you pray. He will come at His time. Amen. Hallelujah. You shall not fear because you have the Almighty God who is living on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And God wants to reward you. I want to preach about guarding your thoughts. Lately, I've been teaching in the area of living in the victorious way. In the past two Sundays, I was talking about being fruitful of where you are two Sundays ago. And last Sunday, I was talking about God's best path for our life. By the way, I forgot to say something last Sunday, and I want to add on. You remember last Sunday we were talking about we need to find the path that God has for us, and God will speak to us. We need to hear the voice of God, and if we hear the voice of God and we obey, the blessing of God will overtake us. And I forget to say one thing, and I want to add on from last Sunday. And you may say like this, Pastor, I have been praying and praying for many months to hear the voice of God, what I need to do next. What is the next step I need to do? And I never heard the voice of God lately about this area, about the direction of my life. And I want to encourage you one thing. Do this. Go back to five months ago, two years ago, five years ago. Find out when and what God spoke to you the last time. If God spoke to you five years ago, to do this thing, and he hasn't changed his mind, don't try to change. Be faithful doing what God told you to do five years ago. Don't try to run around to do new things if God hasn't spoken to you. Amen? That's how I live. If God hasn't spoken to me anything new, I'm going to keep doing what God told me to do. Right now, God told me to spread the fire of revival, to produce CD. Actually, I'm thinking about producing in Spanish now. Not that I speak Spanish, but I want to have a translation. Somebody record the CD with me so that we can lay down foundation. Because I think my gifting is to lay down foundation in the church. and to, I'm a teacher, so I want to teach the Word of God. So God told me to do this now. I'm going to keep doing this until God tells me otherwise. Go back to five years ago. Go back to three months ago and hear what God spoke to you. And then keep doing that faithfully until God changed the plan for your life. Give direct the path of your life. Amen. Everyone understand? And today I'm going to teach you another key to victorious living. How many people want to have a victorious living? Amen. Another key is guarding 
your thoughts. In Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. By the way, I want to welcome everyone who watched this by internet. Why don't we give hand to those who watched this by internet? God bless you. Amen. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stay on you because he trusts in you. Today we're going to talk about guarding our mind, controlling our thoughts' life. You need to understand that our thoughts' life, our mind has a tremendously important role in our faith walk, how we walk on earth here. I want to explain a little bit here before I go on. Once you accepted Jesus Christ, you were born again. What happened? The Holy Spirit infused the life of God into your spirit. Our life is composed of three parts. The physical body, which is a shell, or the outside home that we live in. Our real person is our spirit. In order to be able to communicate and to connect to the whole world together, God also gives us the mind or the thoughts life. When we are born again, the Holy Spirit infused His life into our spirit, the inner man. The Bible calls that the spirit man or the inner man. So once we're born again, our inner man or spirit man became born again. The Bible used the word in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we are new creatures. The new creation happened in the spirit. But the body has not changed. You are not looking younger 20 years after you're born again. Is that right? God doesn't change your physical body right away after you're born again. God doesn't change your mind right away. What do you need to do with the other two, the physical body and the mind? The Bible says clearly that after you're born again, you need to offer your body as a living sacrifice. You say every day, God, my body belongs to you. I'm not going to use this body for sin and unrighteousness. And then God say, you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. So your mind is not changed overnight. Your physical body will not get young overnight. You will not get handsome and look beautiful overnight. But I noticed that those ladies and those men who came to know God, they shine the glory of God and they look younger than their age. How many people agree with that? That Pastor Da and all the women in this room look younger than their age. Amen. Oh, one person raised hand very high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because of this, the devil knows that he can attack our mind. He can change our thoughts life if he can. So Satan's favorite area of attack is our thoughts life. If he can control our mind, our thoughts life, he can control our whole life. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verses 28 to 29, the promise of God says, Then I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. You can see here that our life is in the palm of God, in the hand of God, and no one can snatch us away. Satan knows that he cannot snatch you away from his palm, but what he can do is to bombard our mind and our thoughts with lies, with fear, with depression, with anxiety, 
with worries, with confusion. He is a master deceiver. He is the father of lies. His specialty is lie. His specialty is fear and depression and anxiety. So if he can control and manipulate our mind, he can control and manipulate our whole life. Our whole life will be controlled by him if he can take control of our mind. Do you know that your mind and your thoughts life is the bull eyes of Satan's target? He wants to hit your mind. The battle is in here, is in the mind, not in our heart. It's in our mind. Therefore, he wants to work in you through your mind. And that's why it's important for all of us to know how to control our mind by the help of the Holy Spirit. This is the fact. The devil can gain access into your life through the door that you allow him to go in. If you shut the door, he cannot come in. You know that your thoughts life is like an entryway. It's like a doorway. If you open up, he comes in. But if you shut it off, he cannot come in. So it's your choice whether you allow him to come in or not. Today we're going to learn how to control a God, our thoughts life. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 say, No give place to the devil. In other words, don't give him any place in your mind and in your thoughts life at all. Get out of here. You cannot tell me your thoughts. We need to be very selective. Listen carefully. We need to be very selective and cautious about what we choose to think. We all have choices. We choose to think about. We need to protect our life by standing guard. I used to learn Taekwondo. So in order to guard yourself, you stand this way. In this way, when you stand this way, it's hard to hit the important part of your body. The important part of your body is here and here and here. You need to stand guard all the time, not to let the enemy attack you. The same thing, you need to guard your thoughts and your mind all the time to protect your life. The book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 7 say, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, you become what you think. Is that right? If you allow your thing to think negatively, you think about fear, depression, anxiety, worry, you're going to be that kind of person. You cannot think defeat and become a victorious person. You cannot think poverty and become a prosperous person. You cannot think the worst. I'm a bummer. And then you expect to be the best. You need to think about the best. I'm going to be the best neurosurgeon. I'm going to be the best pastor in the eyes of God, not compared to people. Amen? You need to take inventory of your thinking all the time. You need to take inventory of your thoughts, life all the time. What are you thinking? Because what you're thinking will make you become that kind of person. You need to be extremely careful and extremely aware of what your mind allow the, the thoughts or the ideas come into your mind. Satan wants to keep you from living a victorious life. He wants to make you defeated. So how? He will work and deal with your mind. He will keep your mind thinking that you are defeated, you will not make it, you are poor, you are sick, 
you never make it. He will make you think that way all the time. In fact, I, in the past few years, I learned this lesson myself, and I see the benefit of learning how to control my thoughts. Like, he wants to clutter your mind, your thoughts, with the negative thinking all the time, so that you will not become the person that God wants you to be. I want to tell you the good news that there is an answer, there is a way to fight the enemy. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, I read to you one more time, and I will change the word a little bit. You will keep him in perfect peace. He means us. You mean God. Whose mind is stay on you? So I want to change it into us here. God said, He said, I will keep you in perfect peace. If you mean us, if we keep our mind stayed on me. You understand what I'm talking about? So you can see here that there are two sides here. God's side, God's responsibility. God's responsibility is to give us peace. But our responsibility is to do what? To keep our mind stay on the things of God. Amen. There is something that we must do. We cannot push this responsibility to the pastor, to the wife, to the husband, to the kids, to our care group leaders, to somebody else. I have the responsibility to keep my mind on the things of God. No one else can do it for me. I have to do it myself. Amen. I need to control my thoughts life. I need to guard my mind myself. If I can do that, then God will give me peace and success and prosperity. We need to make this decision continually, daily, all the days of our life. That when I wake up in the morning, when I walk on the street, when I walk in the hospital, I'm going to keep my mind stay on the things of God all day long. Don't focus on sickness. Don't focus on problems. Don't focus on fever. Don't focus on pain. Don't focus on problems and problems. Focus on God. Keep your mind on the things of God. And the devil knows how to get us out of that. The devil controls the world. Therefore, we're living in a negative world. You notice that our culture focuses on the negative things. If you turn on any channel, you rarely hear what is right, but you always hear what is wrong. Amen? And not only that, you hear what is missing, but you never heard what you have. Oh, what is missing in your life? What's wrong with your life? What's wrong with the government? What's wrong with the president? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? You know, hear something good. We are living in a very negative culture. And that's the, how the devil tried to attack us, that we will dwell on all the negative things all day long. How many people agree with me that we have plenty of opportunities to dwell on wrong things all the days of our life? We have plenty of opportunities. You read newspaper, you look at the news, everything. Amen? And the devil knows how to attack us. The Bible talks about a spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit, a demon of fear. Satan constantly bombarding our thoughts, our minds, with ungodly negative thinking. He will keep coming back 
And one of the weapon he used, he specializes in fear. He will put fear into our heart, uncertainty of the future, uncertainty of our job, fear of failure, fear of our needs are not met, fear of sickness, fear of cancer, fear of broken family, fear that our kids will not do well, fear this, fear that. What if? What if? What if? And this negative thinking will cause us to be living in depression, in sickness, in anxiety and worry. In the medical field, as a doctor, I know very well that anxiety, fear, and worry really impact our immune system. That's why people who live in fear and worry get sick all the time. Fear and depression impact our physical body, but pressure go up. Is that right? The body will not work well, then they die soon. A stroke, heart attack. So that's why the devil has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And one way he can attack you before he can attack your physical body is to attack your mind so that you can live in fear and anxiety all the time. Fear is a force. And faith is a force too. When you move in faith, it can force the mountain to move into the sea. Is that right? But you live in fear. You can force the mountain to come on you. The, the problem is going to come even more on you. Which way you want? Faith or fear? I want to live in faith. I want to push the mountain out of me instead of pulling the mountain on me. Is that right? Even Job said that in Job chapter 3, verse 25, talking about coming upon. For the things I greatly fear has come upon me. Fear has a, like a magnetic Forced to pull the problem toward you. What if I have an accident on this trip? What if my business goes down? What if my kids run away? What if, what if? Don't live in the what if. Live in faith, not in fear. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Some of you may say, Pastor, you can say this thing. But this is the way I am. I grow up like that. My mom and my dad used to worry a lot. My grandma and grandpa used to worry a lot. They were all negative people. Our whole family worry all the time. We are professional warriors. <laughs> That's the way God made me. How, have you ever heard that? No, 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 no. That is a lie of the enemy. Worrying is a choice. You make choice to worry. It's not about your mom and your dad. You make choice to worry yourself. You got to rise up today in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and say fear and worry. Get out of here. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Refuse to listen to the devil. Refuse to listen to the line of the enemy. Refuse to listen to the defeated idea of the enemy. What the Bible say about what should we meditate on or what we should think. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. Is it clear? 
the Bible says that we need to dwell on what positive thing, pure, loving, praiseworthy, good report, things that will build us up, not tear us down. We need to meditate on the great things of God that God has done for us. We need to meditate on the character of God. We need to meditate on how God loves us and cares for us. Do well on the positive, not the negative. Amen? Quit thinking about what you don't have. Oh, I don't have that expensive shoes from Nordstrom. But you have the food to walk. Think about at least I have food to walk. Is that right? Quit thinking about what you don't have. Quit thinking about what's wrong with me. Oh, I'm not tall and handsome with blue eyes. I don't have a big nose like many, many pastors. Good, handsome-looking pastor. No, I don't look on those things. I would think positive. I have great members here. I have a great leader in this church. I have great wife. I have a wonderful, beautiful wife. I have great kids in my church and my home. Amen. Think about what you have instead of think about what you don't have. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quit thinking about what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Keep thinking about what's right with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Quit thinking about how big the problem is. But start to think about how big my God is. Amen. Let's look at the problem. Then the problem will become bigger. Look at how big God is. Hallelujah. Piece of cake. When God looked from the heaven, look at your problem. I learned this word when I was in Harborview Hospital one time. I just came to America and some American doctors say, piece of cake. I said, what does it mean, piece of cake? <laughs> piece of cake. For God, any problem, so small. He just... Like this. Done. Amen. Not big deal for him. Amen. Hallelujah. If you keep your mind with the positive thing, you will not have time to worry. You will not have time to think about problem and depression and worries and anxiety and fear. If you keep your mind dwell on the things of God, amen, you're going to live a very exciting life. You're going to live a victorious life. Your word will be full of faith. Amen. If you keep thinking about the promise of God, you will not be up one day, down two days, up one day like a roller coaster. You will stand firm like a rock. No, nothing going to shake you. Nothing can move you. You will go like a rock. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you think on the promise of God and on the, the things of God. Your life will be consistent. Not crying like a baby all the time. Poor me. Pity on me. Everything go bad with my life right now. No. Don't have a victim mentality. Have a victor mentality. Amen. You are the victor, not the victim. Amen. How many people want to be victor? Not not victor. Victor law. I'm talking about a victor in Christ. Amen. You know that circumstances in life change all the time. But thank God, the good news is this, that our God never changes. He is consistently good. God is consistently gracious. God is consistently loving. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's solid rock of our salvation. His promise in the word will never fail. Amen. Therefore, we need to direct our attention away from the things of the enemy. 
and then direct our attention to the things of God. The devil is very cunning. He will talk into your mind. Keep your mind busy. Try to figure it out how you can resolve problem of your own life by yourself. No, 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 no. Don't try to figure it out yourself, but focus on God. Dwell on the promise of God and on the character of God. Amen. A lot of Christians spend more time on the TV, on the news, and the TV more than in the Bible. Then that's why their life is in trouble because they hear all this negative report. Oh, people kill each other there. People hate each other there. Oh, this and that. They spend too much time on the news. They should spend more time in the Bible, in the Word of God, so that your mind will be filled with the promise and the things of God. Amen. Keep your mind stay on the things of God, no matter what the economy will do. If you keep your mind on the things of God. It doesn't matter what happened around you because you know God never changes. You know that God is Jehovah Jireh. You know that God will provide all of your need. He said that He is going to supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter what the economy happened in America, what happened to the stock market. God going to provide us with everything that we need. Amen. I believe that if God wants to do it, God still can rain bread from heaven, like what He did to the children of Israel. I believe that God hasn't forgotten His recipe of making manna. He knows how to make manna for you. I remember that when Peter would like to get money to pay his taxes, Jesus said, "Go out into the water, get the fish." And when He opened the mouth of the fish, there's a coin that He can pay taxes for Himself and for Jesus too. Amen. God is a provider. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need to worry about anything in your life. Don't let worry come and take over you. You know what? Because our God will never become old. We never become grumpy, weak, and tired and exhausted. Our God is sitting on the throne. Never become old. Powerful. Amen. He called the world into existence by His spoken word. He's still strong today. He's still powerful today. He never changes. He never have arthritis. He never have back problem. He never have Alzheimer disease or memory problem. He never become poor and old. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you glad that you believe in that kind of God? Amen. Hallelujah! I get excited now. <laughs> Amen. And our God is a good God. Lately, God showed me two things in my spirit. Two things. I read the scripture first, and I I tell you what God showed me. Psalm chapter thirty-five, verse twenty-seven. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause, and let them say continually, "Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in prosperity of His servant." God takes. Pleasure in prosperity of His servant. God is so happy to see you are prosperous in wisdom, in education, in finances, in wisdom, in understanding, in friendship, in relationship, in your family life. Amen. God lately showed me that when He see the people love each other, He's so happy. When He see that you are prosperous in finances, He is very happy. He takes Pleasure, Amen. So this is a kind of God that we trust and we serve. So instead of dwelling on the negative, 
instead of the dwelling in the lies of the enemy. Let's dwell on what our awesome God wants to offer to us by His promise. He is the creator. Again, He spoke the universe into existence by His word. Is that right? He said, let it be light. Then come light with 186,000 miles per second. You think if he can do that, let it be light. Bam! You think he can try, will he try the light into the mind of your kids and they will turn around and be born again and love God? He can try the light into your home, into your business, into your ministry. Amen? He is the one who hung the stars in the sky. Can he restore your failing relationship? Can he get you out of the problem? Hopeless situation, impossible situation. He can. And we are serving the good God. Let's do well on the goodness of God and the promises of God. Let's look at what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3 here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. If I change to the word today, his delight is in the Bible, in the word, in the scriptures, in the promise of God recorded in the Bible. And in his Bible, in his word, this person meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What kind of person that will prosper? That will live a victorious life. The person who meditates on the things of God, on the promises of God, on the character and the goodness of God. Fill your mind with the promise of God. Meditate on it. What does it mean, meditate? Meditate means to ponder, to imagine, to dwell on, to say and think the same thing over and over and over again in your mind. You need to keep thinking like that all day long. You know, every day I wake up, I think this way. I'm anointed. I'm healthy. Sickness cannot be on me. Because by His stripe, I'm healed. Amen. I'm prosperous. I'm successful. Every day I wake up, my, my wife will love me. I'm still good looking. Amen. Because the Spirit of God is on me. Amen. Hallelujah. I think positive. Every day I wake up and it comes to pass. Because that's how, what I dwell on. I don't dwell on the negative things. Therefore, whatever you believe God for right now, maybe you want to believe God for healing. You want to believe God for more anointing. Maybe you want to believe God for the file of God. Maybe for, for financial need. I want to encourage you to find scriptures that apply to your situation. I remember about six, seven years ago, I was so mad at sickness because I saw a patient walk into my office every single day sick. Some people have five back surgery, three neck operation. Problem and problem and problem, and they're so mad. And I want to have faith to pray for people who have sickness. I don't have the gift of healing. I know that. I'm a, I'm a pastor and a teacher. But I want to have faith because by faith you can heal people too. You don't, have to, you don't need to have the gift of healing. You can pray by faith. So God told me, begin to study all the scripture about healing. 
So I did it for many years. I put in my computer, type it in, and read and read and listen to the sermon about healing and about healing. And eventually it really dawned on me that healing is true. But before I get that faith, I need to feed myself with those scriptures. Amen? And then I constantly think about them and imagine and ponder and replay. Have you ever replayed a tape or a CD? You keep replaying, replaying those scriptures in your mind again and again and again. The best defense is a good offense. If you can fill your mind with the promise of God and the things of God, the devil come and want to drop something negative. You turn to him and say, Hey, devil, it's too late. My mind is full of good stuff now. I have no room for, for your stuff. My mind is full. Amen? So in order to avoid being filled with bad stuff or negative stuff, you need to fill your mind with good, godly, positive things. There's no room for the devil to come in anymore. Meditate on the Word of God day and night. And I tell you, this is a secret. If you can meditate the Word of God, the promise of God, day and night, you will begin to see yourself as God sees you. This is a very important principle. You cannot live a victorious life until you see yourself victorious. You cannot live a healthy life until you see yourself Healthy, strong. Is that right? If you see yourself a poor bummer and sick and weak, you're going to be weak and sick all the time. You need to see yourself strong, healthy, clear mind, sound mind, good memory, successful, happy family. Amen? You need to see yourself that way. You cannot be successful if you see yourself defeated all the time. Therefore, we need the well on and meditate on the Word of God, which is positive. Our thoughts life create pictures in our imagination. We need to find out what God says about us. What does God say about you? Loving children, is that right? Anointed, full of the Holy Ghost, successful, inherit the land, full of wisdom. That's what God says about you. So you need to fill your mind with the Word. And then you can be victorious. You can be prosperous, whole, and healthy all the days of your life. I know that God wants us to do the Great Commission. God wants us to fly to different countries and nations and go to different cities to preach the gospel. How can you do that if you're sick all the time? If you're poor, have no money. If you have problems in your own family, kids run away into drugs, into sexual immorality. You cannot do that. That's why God wants to keep you victorious before you go and help the world, the, the lost world, into victory. You need to have victory in your own life first. Is that right? That's why God wants you to dwell on the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You will not stay in defeat if you feel yourself in the Word of God. And then the Word of God will constantly change and adjust the picture in your mind. Each year, it will be updated. He will upload into your mind the things from heaven. And then you can download on other people. You upload and then download, upload and download. I'm talking about computer term here. 
Amen. Upload the things of God, and then you can download into the poor and the people who are in trouble right now. You need to be filled with the picture of yourself, strong and mighty first. He will keep adjusting your self-image. You need to have a godly self-image. Amen. See yourself having a good family. See yourself, your kids, everyone love God and serve God. See yourself healthy, strong, live a long life. Still strong when you turn 87, you still walk without knee problem. Amen. See yourself anointed. Lay hand on the sick, they get healed. See yourself preaching in front of thousand people. See yourself well to do, no debt. You need to see yourself that way. But in order to get there, you need to feed your mind. You need to dwell on the promise of God. Because otherwise, the devil is going to come, sneak in, and attack you. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil walks around like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. You need to find out what the Bible talks about you, say about you. After you find out from the scripture, then... You keep meditating and eventually have faith and believe in it. And next what? You act on it. You act on what you believe. You meditate on it day and night, believe it and act on it. You need to find out what God says about you. Don't live your life by basing on what other people say about you. You don't even base your life on what I say about you. Only what God say about you in the Bible. Somebody may come to you this way. Man, your son and your daughter really get off track right now. They are completely backsliding. They are going the wrong path. They will never make it. That is the opinion or advice of somebody. You say, no, 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 no. My God, for my God, all things are possible. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You claim it. You speak it. You believe it. Don't listen to the idea of human being. Amen. Maybe somebody come to you and say, Oh, you're still single by now? You turned 22 already? You're still single? You should have got married since you're 18. You must be really lonely. You will never get married. You say like this. No, I don't accept that. Listen. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Because I delight myself in the Lord, He will give me the desires of my heart. Amen. Amen. So you don't need to stay single. Amen. Let somebody come to you again and say, Man, you look so sick today. You look pale. You look very weak. You're going to be sick like this forever. Your parents are sick. You're going to be sick. Your parents have cancer. You're going to have cancer. You say, No. If I diligently heed the voice of the Lord my God and do what is right in His sight and follow all His statutes, I will, He will keep me. And he will keep all the diseases that He put on the Egyptians because He is the Lord who heals me. I'm going to live a healthy life. I'm going to die all without sickness and disease in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't listen to man's idea. Don't listen to your friend's idea. Only listen to the idea of God, the, the word of God. Amen? Do you notice one thing but when I say here? That 
in order to stand on the promise of God, you need to do some homework. A lot of time, Christians come to God like this, like come to a special power, and they want to have a quick fix. They want to have an easy way out. God, you just touch me and make a miracle right now, and I will be set free. Yes, he can do that. But many times, he also says that you need to do your homework too. What is your homework? Look into the scripture. Memorize scriptures. Dwell on the scripture. Think about scripture. That's your homework. Amen? Don't expect God to show up and say, fix everything for you. Quick fix. Do everything for you and you don't do anything. You need to do your part. And your part is to find those scriptures. Meditate on it. Believe it. And dwell on the scripture. Amen. Look at what the Bible says about the promise of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Him, in Christ, are yes and in Him. Amen. To the glory of God through us. Everyone say, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. My dear brother and sister, I believe with all my heart. If you dwell on the promise of God, you may not see the answer come overnight. You may still struggle with your finances, with your health, with your ministry, with your family. But if you stand firm on it, you keep meditating on it, proclaiming it, dwelling on it, it will happen one day. You will see victory. You will see God coming to pass for you, come true for you. Amen? I remember when I started the church, this church, in 1988. I went to see a minister at his home. You need to understand that at that time, I could not even speak English very well. I could not even preach in English. When I preached, I was preaching in Thai with somebody translated into English. I did not know the culture very well. I did not know how American people think. So I went to this minister and say, you know, I'm going to start a church. And he said to me right away, Dr. Lahaprasit, I don't think you can make it. Because this city, people don't see God. They are so cold toward God, and you are a foreigner. You don't even know English. How are you going to start a church? You will never succeed. Wow, this is minister talking to me. And I was sitting there in my heart by the Holy Spirit. That He doesn't see it. He didn't see it. But in, for example, this is my heart inside. <laughs> I did not accept what you say. Holy Spirit told me, if I am for you, who can come against you? Yeah. The Holy Spirit told me, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. It's good. It's good that you speak with accent. It's good that you don't know. It's good that you're weak so that my strength will be shown to this society that a weak man can do the job. Amen. In my weakness, he show his strength. Amen. I'm glad that I preach with accent so that you will not fall asleep. You have to listen carefully what he's talking about. If I speak so nice, you will be like, hmm, fall asleep. Amen. Hallelujah. God make me that way. Thank God. Amen. 
if something happened to you, you find the scripture, you find the scripture and quote it and dwell on it. It doesn't matter what other people say about you. Every morning you wake up, put the paper on the mirror in your bathroom and look and read it and dwell on it and talk about it. Put in front of your steering wheel. Don't look it too much when you drive. Only when you stop at the red light. And then look at it and meditate on it. Put the tape, the CD in. Some two days ago, people asked me to produce healing scripture CD. I make it in Thai already, and people request. I think I need to do that so that when people listen in the car, I heard that last Sunday one Thai person, Thai member, listened to our CD healing. Just listen to healing scripture, healing, healing, healing. She got healed. I just got an email from Thailand that somebody in Thailand listened to our CD and she got healed. Just because their mind dwell in the promise of God. Amen. Keep replaying the promise and the goodness of God. Meditating on it day and night. Amen. If you have a lot of big problems come against you right now, like a big mountain, you quote this scripture in Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Are you the servant of the Lord? Yes, you're the servant of the Lord. And their righteousness is for me, says the Lord. Everyone say with me, no weapon. That the devil come against me shall prosper. Amen. Keep meditating on it. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what you need to do, like what the Bible say in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 to 14. This is what you need to do. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, with the promise of God, with the word of God, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. What does it mean here? What does it mean? It means that you do everything you could in the physical realm. I remember at one time, the devil attacked me and Pastor Da to get divorced. Big time. Between 1992 to 1996. We were at the verge of divorce, even though I was a pastor already. And I cry now to God, and God said, all things are possible for me. I stand firm on the word of God. I do everything possible. I will come to her and try to reconcile. I try to do everything all that I can do. Maybe not perfect because I'm human. But after I have done everything I could, if you are the businessman, you do everything you could to build your business. And after that, what you do? The Bible says after you have done everything you could in the physical, you stand. On the word of God. You stand and nothing can shake you. You say, God going to be on my side. God going to take care of me. He is my provider. He is my helper. He is my fortress. Amen. Stand firm. Don't be shaken. Don't fall down. That's what the Bible says. Dwell on the word of God and stand on the promises of God. Amen. Amen. Many times in this ministry, in this church, I got attacked. So many times, my mind say, quit. Give up. So many times. But God will remind me with scripture. Help me to go on again. I give you some scripture that God remind me when I face trouble. Sometimes, suddenly, 
For example, I lose some of people in the worship team. Boom, they say I don't like this church. I leave. Three or four people left the church, and then we like, oh, who gonna lead worship? Who gonna do this? And one time, I lost an administrator in the church. I don't like this anymore. I'm I'm leaving. Bye. No, it really hurt the pastor. Really tough when people just leave the church without good reason, without like I sin or I'm sinning or something. It just hey, I don't like this church anymore. So when that happened, I'm not saying that they are bad people. They may have good reason for themselves, but I need to stand on the word of God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter three, verses five to six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. So I pray, God, I stand on this scripture. I live my life for You. You call me to start this church. I'm not. Starting this church myself—it's not my own will to start this church. It's your calling. I'm gonna follow your path. I'm gonna lean on you. I'm gonna trust you, and you're gonna make my way success. I remember I lost a pianist. Oh, good pianist! He just walked out of the church. Suddenly, God sent Ben Johnson, better one. <laughs> Hallelujah! The best one. Amen. Somebody drop out of the ministry. God sent another one in. People drop out. God sent my e n v i l a d in to help me, and always this is what I learned. I told Pastor Da a few days ago. When people drop out, God send the better one all the time. Hallelujah! God send better one to help me. Is it good? God is a good God. So now I never complain. If people leave the church, bye. Hallelujah! God bless you. I'm gonna get a better one soon. Amen. I'm not gonna blame you. I'm not gonna attack you. I love you. Bless you. God gonna give me the better one. I remember I lost a lot of friends when I chose revival, chose the fire of God. Then God sent me good people: Pastor Num, Pastor Ann, Pastor Blah, Pastor Mary May, sent to be my friend in the ministry. Love God more. Love revival. Love the fire of God. Good. So God always bring you to the next level, amen. In every area of your life, one thing that I don't want to lose is my wife. Stay there, stay. <laughs> I know. I told Pastor Dad this. I tell you the truth. It's so easy for the pastor to get hurt because you pour out your life, your time, and people just walk away without even calling you for years and years. They won't even send Christmas card to you. And I told Pastor Dad, we're not going to have bitterness against people. We're going to love people. That's what God called us to do. One day, God speak to me like this. He said, "Son, think this way. You do all these things for them, but not for your own reputation and your own recognition. If they forget about you, that's okay. You do this to take care of God's people for me. I am the center. God is the center. And even though people forget about you, I still." Remember you. I never forget about you. I told Pastor Dad that one time I was so discouraged. I say I learned one thing about church that even though we have covenant, we love each other, but I don't marry them. I marry only you. You are the only one gonna be with me. The rest they may move out, they move on, they go to other city. I need to just accept the fact that no one gonna be with me forever. But sometimes, as a human being, we are selfish. We want to keep people with us forever. Oh, be with me! Help this pastor, this poor pastor. <laughs> Victim mentality. Victim. 
Now I repent after I prepared a lesson called Victim and Victor. I, when I writing it, I was repenting. Ooh, I have, I I have been doing this. Poor me, pity me, all these things. So I don't do it anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm growing. I'm growing. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So you all see that we can grow together in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. If you face a big wall and you don't know what to do. You quote these scriptures. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. The Bible says, For the Lord, I'm giving you example here how you dwell on the scripture, on the promise of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Our God is faithful. If you face a big wall, you don't know what to do, pray. Meditate on the word, The Lord gives me wisdom. I'm going to go through this with wisdom and everything going to be Fine. He is good. Then the devil talked to me. Laha Prasit. Varun Laha Prasit. You will not do good in Seattle. You just speak with accent. People don't want to accept you. And not only that, you lay hand and people fall too. Oh, they don't like that in, on Mercer Island. <laughs> they don't like the falling. They don't like the shaking around here. Stop doing that. You are not capable to do this thing. You need to quit. And I will talk to the devil. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Him who strengthened me. Even though I don't have the ability, but through Him, I can do all things. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going on. Amen? You feel right now that your family is in trouble. I don't, you don't know how to handle your kids anymore. They're so giving you a hard time. You say, by through Him. He can strengthen me and I can be a godly parent and they will be fine. Amen? I and my house will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to conclude this teaching by giving you three R. Three R. When you hear a voice, you hear something bombarding in your mind, these three things you need to do. Number one, recognize. Everyone say recognize. You need to recognize where those thoughts come from. How do you tell the thoughts come from the devil or come from God? Check with the Bible. If the thought is for fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, unbelief, it's from the devil. Sickness, disease, poverty, failure, all from the devil. But if the thoughts come, victory, health, strong, wisdom, joy, anointing, power, Success is all from God. Amen. When I say success, I don't mean you need to have a million-dollar home in waterfront area. I don't mean that. It means you succeed what God called you to do. I'm not talking about being a millionaire. Okay? So recognize where the voice comes from. Second R, reject. Everyone say reject. Reject the negative, ungodly thought immediately. Don't let... Those thoughts come in and dwell even one second. You say, I resist you. Get out of here, these thoughts. Because the longer you let them dwell, they will get deeper and deeper and hard to get rid of. You need to reject those thoughts immediately. Everyone say immediately. Immediately. Number three, replace. Everyone say replace. Replace those negative thoughts instantly with the word of God. Recognize, reject, and replace with the Word of God. 
You know what worry means. Worry means keep meditating on what the devil tell you. You're going to be sick. You're going to be old. You're going to be this and that. You're going to fail if you keep meditating on the negative things. You worry. But if you keep meditating on the word of God, you have faith. You walk by faith. Jesus said, "You will not add on even one inch of your stature by worrying." Don't worry. Anything come in, you just give to God. Cast all your anxiety and your cares upon the Lord and move on. I trust God. God still sit on the throne. He has all the promises for me. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna keep doing what God called me to do. I'm not gonna be distracted. I'm not gonna move to the right or to the left. I'm gonna walk in the path of God. Amen. His promises are for you. Yes and Amen. I want you to be doer of the Word of God. Go back home and start to look for one scripture first, and then write it on, meditate on it. Look for another scripture. Keep building up the file of your, the scripture in your computer in your book, and begin to meditate on those promises and the goodness of God all the days of your life. Don't dwell on the negative. Reject the negative. Fill your life with the positive. Ponder it. Think about it, replay it in your mind, and don't worry anymore. Resist the devil, don't listen to him, and you will live a victorious life. Amen. Amen. How many people will do that way after this teaching? Amen. Have faith. Don't let symptoms, don't let circumstances bother you. Stand in faith. Claim the promise of God in your life. Believe God. And God will come true for you, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray, Father. I believe, Lord, that this teaching will change our life, and we will be people who are living victoriously all the time, Father. Help us by your Holy Spirit. We will live with the victor mentality. We will have the spirit of faith working on the inside of us. Not the spirit of doubt, not the spirit of self-pity, spirit of unbelief, but we will walk by faith. We will walk in victory. Lord, renew our mind with Your Word. Help everyone who listen to this teaching, Father, that they will put this teaching into practice. Help them, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are not a Christian yet, you never give your life to Jesus. I like to encourage you today to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The fact is this: that everyone in the world is a sinner. We are sinners by nature. We lie, we cheat, we have bad attitudes, and God is perfect. God never sinned. So, if you don't get right with God, you cannot go to heaven, because heaven is a perfect place. Not only that, sin is like a cancer; it's like a disease that will destroy our life. If you keep sin in your life, you keep sinning. Sin gonna destroy you one day. It will destroy your health, your finances, your family, everything. So the answer to your life is not money. Is not education. 
But the answer is salvation from God. What did God do? God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for our sin. On the cross, He took the punishment of your sin, on my sin, and then He gave us righteousness or godliness to our life. What we need to do is to say, "Yes, God, I agree with you that I am a sinner. I cannot help myself. I want to have an abundant life. I want to go to heaven. God is real, and I want you to come into my life." It's very simple. I did that 26 years ago, and I never regretted it. Give your life to Jesus today. Just make a simple prayer from your heart and say, "God, I need you. Come into my life." If you would like to do that, I'd like to lead you in prayer right now. Amen. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. How many people want to live a holy life and want to live a victorious life? You cannot do that without God. Amen. You need God. Why don't you bow down and pray with me? Close your eyes and pray with me right now. Just speak it out loud enough that God can hear you. Don't mumble in your mouth. Don't just say it quietly. Just speak it out loud to Him. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness, Lord. Please forgive my sin. Please cleanse me. I believe, Lord, and confess with my mouth that you love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. Please come in, Jesus. Live inside me. You are my Savior and my Lord. I give my life to you. From today on, reveal yourself to me. I want to become your child. Teach me your way, Lord. Show me how to go. How to live this life. Fill me, Lord. With your word and your spirit, in Jesus' name, I believe. Today, my name is recorded in the book of life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give thanks to those who just accepted Christ. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 